Afroverdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to Afroverdict, your go-to program for exploring the future of Africa. I'm your host, Victor Anakin, and today we are diving into a hot topic that's got tongues wagging across the world ever since BRICS began to accept new members. During the BRICS summit, if you remember back in 2023, when the then member states were still deciding on which countries to invite into the bloc, many experts expected Nigeria to be on that list, including myself, but alas, instead, Africa saw Egypt and Ethiopia rising to the ranks of BRICS. So Nigeria and BRICS membership, is it a match made in economic heaven or a recipe for geopolitical headaches? Get ready because we're about to unpack the potential benefits, the lurking challenges and everything in between. The BRICS nations have carved a niche for themselves on the global stage. Now imagine the ripple effect if Nigeria, Africa's economic powerhouse, joined their ranks. We're talking trade deals, infrastructure investments and a major boost to Nigeria's international clout as well. But hold on, is it all sunshine and roses? Can Nigeria overcome potential hurdles like different political ideologies and internal infrastructure bottlenecks? To navigate this complex terrain, we've got a legal practitioner from Nigeria who is an avid supporter of his country joining the bloc. He'll do us the honor of sharing his insights, dissecting the arguments and helping us answer the burning question. Is BRICS membership the key to unlocking Nigeria's full potential? Mr. Femi Falana, welcome to Afroverdict. All right, Mr. Falana, thank you well for joining Afroverdict. Thanks for being with me today. Uh, of course, we are here to talk about BRICS and its relationship with uh, with your country, with Nigeria. So, well, my first question to you is about your statement about Nigeria joining BRICS and talking about local currencies. You know, I heard that discussion as well as expanding trade in local currency has become a global trend, not only for Africa and uh, other parts of the world as well. This move, right, of trading in local currency what risks does it help to avoid? Well, last year, I think specifically, I think in May last year, I did uh, challenge the Nigerian government to team up with members of the BRICS with a view to promoting international trade on the basis of the national currencies of the members as opposed to using the American dollar to transact business. And my position then was that Nigeria could not afford not to take a rightful place in the committee of the members of BRICS. It generated some debate in the country. And so during the last summit of BRICS, of the members of BRICS in South Africa, the government of Nigeria was on the sideline as an observer. And I felt that was very embarrassing to many Nigerians who believe that the government will have to take a stand. Uh, thereafter, the Nigerian Minister of Foreign Affairs did say that Nigeria might not join until about, until about two years. But with the current economic crisis in the country, I have reopened the debate by challenging the government to join the BRICS, whose members are determined to discard the American dollar and trade among themselves in their national currency. For me, this would be to the advantage of the Naira, which 
is under serious pressure because the government and citizens are looking for the dollar. I, I have a case in court where I have uh, sued the government in order to stop the dollarization of the Nigerian economy. So this is, this is my position. Yes, exactly, exactly. Thank you. And uh, then you mentioned that there's a group of countries in the world that insist that they do not want to be tied to the American dollar and that BRICS, you know, perhaps is a way forward. How could BRICS help to ensure financial sovereignty for the African continent? I think that for a long time, the imperialist countries, the former colonial regimes, have frustrated Africa from having a common currency. Take, for instance, the ECOWAS had chosen the ECO as a regional currency. But because majority of the members are francophone, out of 50 members, eight are francophone members. And so France has frustrated the move by the member states of ECOWAS to adopt the ECO as a regional currency. So if countries can be mobilized to mount, to summon the courage, to team up with members of BRICS, it is going to have a reverberating effect on Africa. Happily now, Egypt has joined the BRICS, has joined South Africa, Ethiopia has joined the BRICS. And for me, Nigeria cannot afford to remain on the sideline or, you know, attending a meeting as an observer. And if Nigeria can join the BRICS, it's going to influence a number of African countries. And once you can do that, we are breaking the barrier, trade barrier, so that if countries are encouraged to trade in their own currencies, that will help the economy of Africa. And of course, after, that is the African uh, uh, continental trade, you know, a zone, will be assisted to promote trade in Africa. And that will go a long way to contribute to prosperity in the continent. But right now, the 54 member states of the African Union are tied to the American dollar. All our debts in the American dollar, whereas America ensures that its own debts are in our own currency. So these are the issues we have to consider. And for instance, I am advocating in Nigeria that we have two products that are in high demand, our crude oil and natural gas. My position is that Nigeria should be prepared to sell the two products to countries that are ready to buy in Naira as opposed to the American dollar. Because for me, it is economically stupid to sell your products in American dollar only for you to change to Naira. If you want to buy goods, even from African countries, you change to the dollar again. So the struggle to uh, uh, trade your own currency is part of the struggle for freedom. Right, well, getting to our sort of juiciest question, Nigeria and BRICS. What advantage is there for Nigeria in joining BRICS? Uh, could perhaps this block help increase Nigeria's weight in the international arena? What is the story there? Give us your, your thoughts. 
Well, uh, as far as I'm concerned, if Nigeria can join the BRICS with Egypt in North Africa, Ethiopia in Central Africa, Nigeria in West Africa, and South Africa in, in uh, Southern Africa, for me, these are major countries that can move the entire continent into the BRICS. And the advantage for us as a continent is that we are going to have international support in trading among ourselves in our national currencies. And ultimately, BRICS will have its own currency that will challenge the dominance of the American dollar. And this will be very good for the struggle for a new international economic order. Under the Nigerian Constitution, Section 19, the government of Nigeria is required to contribute to the promotion of a new international economic order. And for me, that is what BRICS is about. We cannot afford, as Africans, we cannot afford to tie ourselves perpetually to the apple string of the former colonial regimes. Why should France dictate to West Africa? What type of money, you know, the, 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 the exchange rate, you know, they have to declare the exchange rate, they have to declare the currency. And the US and UK are asking Nigeria through the IMF and World Bank, don't get involved, don't be a member of BRICS. But I've, I've, I've said in Nigeria, if Saudi Arabia can join BRICS, if UAE can join BRICS, Egypt can join BRICS, Nigeria has no excuse because we cannot be more Catholic than the Pope. But these are friends of the West, non friends of the West. So if they can join the West, I mean, the BRICS, and levels have not collapsed, why should Nigeria? Well, I mean, that could absolutely happen. You know, it's it's a huge possibility in the sense that, you know, there's this trend for de-dollarization. How viable do you think is the prospects of transforming the whole financial market infrastructure in Africa and switching to cross-border payments in local currencies? Well, um, I travel to Benin Republic, which has a border with Nigeria. And the last time when the uh, Republic in Kutunu, about uh, four months ago, members of my law firm were in Kutunu for our annual retreat. We virtually spent Naira for the one week they were in Republic. So we didn't have to spend American dollar or the French franc. We spent Naira. So, and that should be the experience. I mean, once we promote international trade on the basis of our national currencies, we should be able to travel in the continent and spend local currencies. And that will promote the economy of each of our countries. That will strengthen the currency of each of our countries. And eventually, we may have to have a regional or continental currency. And of course, it may also be an international currency promoted through BRICS. But if you look at the population of the members of BRICS, India has the largest population in the world today, followed by China. And of course, Brazil has a population of over 200 million people. 
So as of today, I've called Russia, you know, about 300 million people. So as of today, the population of the members of BRICS is more than half of the world population. And so if you have Nigeria joining that body with a population of about 220 million people, the organization will become stronger. And Nigeria will benefit maximally by trading with the members of BRICS in Naira. And there's, it's not strength to Nigeria. It's not, a, it's not a new campaign. In 2018, Nigeria and China enter into a currency swap whereby Nigerians could buy goods in China, conduct business in China, in Naira, while the Chinese people would trade in Nigeria. Again, I've made this point publicly in Nigeria that the IMF and World Bank try to frustrate the swap agreement. It's a five-year agreement which will expire in July this year. I've already appealed to the government to direct the Central Bank of Nigeria to renegotiate and increase the volume of trade covered by the agreement. So what is the attempt or the adoption of trading in national currencies by members of the BRICS is not strength to Nigeria because we are already practicing, we are already trading with the Chinese government, even though at a very low level in our national currencies. Yeah, Mr. Falana, you know, when um, when people usually talk about de-dollarization and trade and all that, usually they're referring to big trade, you know, between countries in bulk and huge amounts and so on and so forth. What about local people and uh, SMEs, small and medium enterprises? Is, is de-dollarization important for them as well? Yeah, the importance for Africa is that we are going to move away from the dominance of the dollar which right now takes a lot of money from the continent. Our uh, national currencies are devalued at the instance of the IMF and World Bank that claim that our currencies are overvalued. Two, you will operate our countries, we will run our countries on the basis of respect for our sovereignty. And of course, the AFTA, that is the African continental trade zone will be able to promote trade in the continent by encouraging member countries to trade in their own currencies as opposed to the American dollar. And of course, for the masses of the people, once the economy booms through trading your currencies, so the business of looking for dollars will not arise. Right now, in the case of Nigeria, and many African countries, our economies have been dollarized. You, you even collect school fees in dollars. You sell houses in dollar. You collect rents in dollar. And our products, like crude oil, like gas, cocoa, and others, are sold in dollars. And so when we sell our products in our currencies, those who want to buy them will have to look for our currencies 
as opposed to looking for dollar. And that will show up the value of our currency. And once the value of our currencies is shut up, the economy will boom. And that will be more prosperity for the people of Africa. Well, sure, sure. I mean, by all means, speaking of which, the new development bank has recognized the need for a new financial model for uh, regional and continental infrastructure projects in Africa. How do you envisage these projects? Well, my, I, I, the campaign is on. We need to uh, educate, uh, analyzing the governments in Africa to... The BRICS will also need to engage in enlightenment campaign uh, to let countries know the benefits that they will derive from uh, trading in their own currencies. And right now, the members of BRICS should intensify the campaign for uh, the membership of the organization so that countries will have the courage to challenge the dominance of the dollar in the interest of their own economies. Mr. Falana, there's this uh, quite popular nowadays, well, at least in the global south, notion that the dollar is a tool of neocolonialism. What is your opinion on that? Yes, of course. It is part of the agenda of imperialism to control our economies. So the struggle against the dominance of the dollar it's a continuation of the struggle for the decolonization of the African continent in all its ramifications. All right. And do you see the possibility of creating a sort of unified BRICS payment platform? Yes, that is the ultimate aim. And I'm very confident that once the peoples of Africa are made to appreciate the gains that they would derive from trading in their currencies. The future of BRICS is very bright in Africa. All right, Mr. Falner, thank you very much. Lastly, part of my audience uh, is from Nigeria and uh, Nigerian. Before we leave, perhaps you would like to tell your fellow Nigerians and people in Africa in general, perhaps you want to leave a message. Well, first of all, I want us to decolonize our minds uh, because the belief is that the American dollar has come to stay and no country can challenge the, the dominance of the American dollar uh, as part of the campaign of uh, imperialism. And we need to and we need to work together. We need to unite our people to believe in themselves, to believe in their countries, and to take their sovereignty very seriously. Trading in your currencies will enhance and promote the prosperity of the African people. And so. For me, I believe that uh, the campaign to be in BRICS, to support BRICS, is a campaign for freedom, particularly for the people of Africa, whose economies have been tied to the apron string of the former colonial masters, namely France, United Kingdom, Portugal, <laughs> you know, uh, even Belgium. Of course, these countries collaborate with the United States of America. So the struggle to, to, to trade in our currency is also a, a struggle against the dangerous prescriptions of the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank. 
that those two institutions, those two Bretton Woods institutions, have virtually taken over the economies of Africa by dictating to our governments how to remove subsidies. But I just issued a statement this morning where I pointed out that France, United Kingdom, United States, you know, subsidized electricity. And that just on the 30th of January, the IMF was asking the British government to invest more in education, in health. For me, Africans have to rise. Africans have to fight against the hypocrisy of the countries and institutions that are currently controlling international trade. And we must push the African Union to launch a major campaign for a new international economic order that will benefit the peoples of Africa. I thank you for the opportunity to discuss with you. And there you have it, dear listeners. We've delved quite deep into the potential of Nigeria joining the BRICS club, exploring the economic windfalls, the political complexities thereof, and of course, the intricate dance between opportunity and risk. A big thank you to Mr. Falana for sharing his perspectives and helping us navigate this thought-provoking topic. It's pretty clear, you know, that Nigeria's potential BRICS membership would be a great benefit to both the country and the bloc, But as always, such moves on the global chessboard of geopolitics are easier said than done. But to voice your opinion on this matter, feel free to leave a comment under this episode on uh, our Sputnik Africa Telegram account, as your opinion is as valuable as any other. Stay tuned with Afro Verdict on other popular podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Pocket Casts. Check out AfriPods, you know, Castbox, of course, Podcast Addict. To stay on top of news on the continent and around the globe, make sure to follow Sputnik Africa on Telegram, TikTok, and other socials. Do yourself a really, really big favor. Well, that's that for today, dear friends. I'm the Afro Verdict host, Victor Anakin. As always, it was my biggest pleasure to have joined everyone here today, but I will see you next time. So I do hope that you have a good one. Afro Verdict. Brought to you by Sputnik Africa.